0: In the summer of 2022, two podcasters reaching what they believed was the end of their journey through the Amityville film series, Journey to Texas, who will survive, and what will be happening in Amityville
1: when they return. Welcome back to the Amityville Horror Podcast. I'm Tom. I'm Pat. And guess what? We're on other movies for a little while. (laughs) We're not watching a shitty Amityville.
0: We didn't want to just have arbitrary gaps and, like, just an Amityville movie pop up in your feed every however often they make them.
1: We ain't going to leave you hanging.
0: Yeah, so we're going to go ahead and uh keep meeting up and watching movies and picking other franchises to dive into. Yes. And each season we're going to yeah, go through a whole franchise and take a look at something around that franchise as we rewatch these. That's the di- that's the huge difference. We've seen a lot of these before. We don't have not to give all like of them. not but, all but, but a bunch. And yeah, but we don't have to give you the plot, you know, blow for blow reaction of what are they doing, what are they thinking. And a lot of you have already seen these, you know that. So we may end up doing that again. Probably, <laughs> at least in
1: chunks, but like, we're not going to be as strict about it. No, 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 because you, most of you guys, as Patches said, will have probably seen or know of this, as opposed to the 28 direct-to-video bills that no one ever heard of or watched. Yeah, and we know there were 38 in the podcast series so far, but we're talking about the 28 that yeah, the, you didn't the, the, know. the post-Ryan Reynolds uh, remake. Yeah. Yeah or I'm sorry reimagining we don't like the
0: word readaptation, re-adaptation of the re-adaptation novel of the, of the uh, novel. testimonies of the and then a friend tells a friend and then a friend tells a friend and then next thing you know you've got
1: Amityville's all over the place I'm an Amityville he's an Amityville Wouldn't you like to be in Amityville, too? Wouldn't you like to be in Amityville, too? That was Lebowski. Uh, I'm a Lebowski. He's... I was trying to figure out... uh, I, I know I'm quoting something. I wound up just drifting to Dr. Pepper. Oh, yeah. Totes, totes, totes. But so, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre... Mhm we like the, the we like this one if only to start with because the, the if it's it it's weird in terms of how many movies there are and when they come out because most of the time your horror movie franchise Strike while the iron's hot. You have a thing that somebody likes, and so you're gonna make as many of them as humanly possible before people get tired of the idea. That's why there are eight Friday the 13ths in the '80s. There are six Nightmare on Elm Streets in the '80s. In the the 'ots, there is a, a seven saw movies that came out one year a year apart from each other. So uh, Paranormal Activity, they yeah. just one after another after another. Exactly. Go, go, go until the money <laughs> stops coming in. Fred, the Texas Chainsaw Massacres, though. The, like, uh, we haven't done the math yet, but it's like every eight years or so, we sort get Sort of, kind of, yeah. Like, it's, I think if we average them all out, it's probably going to be, it's definitely closer to five years apart than, yeah. like, two years. Like, um, the first one to the second one was seven years?
0: Eight years? 75 I, I to eighty. I think it's, it, well,
1: 70, I think so. 74. came in 74, and, hold on. Yeah, the Texas Chainsaw. Ah, yeah. Yeah.
0: But then you have stuff like the Platinum Dunes remake. Mm-hmm. The prequel
1: was pretty close on the heels of that. Yeah. Like sometimes you'll get them quickly bundled. Okay. but uh, First Texas Chainsaw came out in 1974. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 1986 86? That's oh my god That's right. years The Breakfast Club poster Yeah The Breakfast Club poster Yeah uh, Leatherface Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 Came was, out in 1990 Four years later That's uh, right It missed uh, 89 The Summer of Killing Your Franchise Hell yeah uh, no, next generation number four came out in '95. That's five years apart. But that was also on the shelf for a stretch. Uh, yeah, we'll get into that on the day. Uh, the remake, the Platinum Dunes remake, came out in 2003. That's eight years apart from that. From, yeah. that, from that to that. Uh, the prequel to that movie came out three years after that. Three years? I thought that was three so much faster. Years. Wow! No, I thought it was faster too, but it, apparently it was three all years. All right. Uh So it's kind Texas Chainsaw of. Chainsaw 3D came out seven years after that. Mm-hmm. Leatherface, that was the one we couldn't remember, uh, came out four years after that, and then five years after that is this Netflix one. So what
0: I'm getting a feeling, even though the studios shift the creative teams shift the continuity shifts yeah um but with the spacing and with the way that, as we're going to talk about in a moment, the series eventually starts to reflect just the state of horror
1: at the time. Exactly. Um, it's that, like a time capsule. Yeah.
0: That's kind of how the Bond films react to action. Like, Texas yep. Chainsaw is kind
1: of the Bond franchise of horror. It could be. An ar- yeah, an argument could be made. Like, it, it, it's kind of... The bitch of these Amityville movies is that there was no uh, even like a handful of people working on them consistently because they were all different people there was no continuity mm-hmm. or any sort of like continuation of themes or ideas or anything yeah. but yeah this even, one might be Yeah,
0: even individual creators within the F- Amityville franchise sometimes would just completely drop other things yeah
1: yeah um, again you guys couldn't have thought that we were just going to drop the Amityville angle altogether We it will be yeah. coming up. it haunts our nightmares it'll come up we will definitely Compare
0: and contrast to it and we are at the ready to watch additional Amityvilles. So, uh, for format purposes, um, we're breaking the show into season chunks. Yeah. Just so, if somebody wants to dive into one franchise as we go through these over the years, in theory, Yeah. Um, you can listen to the Texas Chainsaw all season, but new Amityville movies will go back into the first season and just add episodes to that as they come
1: out. And plus, this way, you can sound really cool. Like, like, I was into that when it was just the Amityville, just before they like ran out of ideas and sold out and started looking at other movie franchises. Yeah. So you can be that guy for this podcast, which would uh, elevate you to a level of nerdy coolness that is so bright and shiny that people can't see it with the naked eye.
0: I also got to admit, there's something really weird that I appreciate about the fact that, at some point, we will have multiple seasons of a show, any I'm which weird. could get an additional episode at any time. So, like, we could uh, put out a season yeah. one episode, and then the following week, put out a season three episode
1: if the right franchises time it. God, and it's definitely weird, right? like with this Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I think that this one is the more light, most likely one, if only because like Friday the Thirteenth, they're still caught up in all That's- sorts of rights issues. I've and heard that that's getting closer and closer. Uh, Larry they say Zerner, that every fucking year. They say that every fucking year.
0: They do. Uh, Larry Zerner, uh, Shelley from Part 3, uh, mm-hmm. he's a lawyer in L.A., mm-hmm. and he has been following the case, obviously, very closely. He is a dork. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, he got cast because he nerded out about the whole idea. But yeah, it's the um, one
1: thing. Like I like the man, I hate the character. Oh, the character's awful. I
0: hate him so yeah. much. But he said um, he was talking on some show I was listening to recently mm-hmm. about the fact that it seems like there are some. Agreements that are at least being drafted right now uh, to resolve that, so that the Friday the Thirteenth name can come back onto the franchise. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why after the Paramount days, when mm-hmm. um, you get to Jason Goes to Hell, Jason X, yeah. um, the name Jason over Friday the Thirteenth was because legal issues. You yeah, know. Mm-hmm. so. Uh, Freddy vs. Jason. I think it was just the remake, is the only thing that retained the title because Michael yeah. Bay paid for it.
1: Yeah, yeah. And in Freddy vs. Jason, if you look, they the prologue section only has uh, clips of previous Nightmare on Elm Street films. There are no Friday the Thirteenth films it, like in, in that prologue. Not even from the New Line ones. Yeah, it's weird. Like when I said huh. it out loud, I was like, "Why didn't they have anything from the New Line movies? Yeah. Like you couldn't have gussied up something." That
0: was I, I. mean, that movie was literally why New Line bought the franchise from Paramount. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah.
1: And it was worth it. Because Freddy vs. Jason is one of the greatest things ever put on film. It's itchy and scratchy live action. But better. Because it's Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah. But none of that has anything to do with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But we wanted to set everybody up for this. The the format is not going to change that much in terms of the uh, the time that we waste. So we wanted to kind of look at, uh, kind of place the movie in the context. So this uh, came out in 1974. So looking at movies from uh, 1973, highlights include Blackenstein, The Black Frankenstein, The Boy Who Cried Werewolf... Uh, Cannibal Girls. Ooh, The Crazies came okay, out Okay, so Romero. George yeah. Romero. Uh, still trying to not just be the horror movie guy.
0: Or yeah. at least a thriller. Like, Crazies it was is more thriller. More thriller, horror. but definitely more horror
1: than yeah. anybody else would have that. thriller. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, let's see. Don't be afraid of the dark. Don't be... Uh, don't Look in the Basement Don't Look Now Ooh. Don't Look Now That's great I've never seen it oh. It's already been ruined for me We're so. not going to ruin it for you guys But, you but know. Alan Arkin is an evil guy
0: hey, Really? Don't Look Now? thought so? No, wait, no, no, no. no, the, no I think no, that's I'm "Don't thinking, Be Afraid of the Dark," the, the Audrey Hepburn one. Audrey Hepburn one, yeah. No, the you're uh, talking the Donald Sutherland one, which is also yeah, yeah, a yeah. lot. It's a really good yeah. one. Yes, yes, I was yes. It's like "Don't Be
1: Afraid of the Dark." That Sorry. wasn't That one, no, that's. I saw both one. of them during quarantine on yeah. uh, HBO Max. Yeah, it's really good. And, though. Yeah. like I've seen chunks of it. I haven't watched the whole one of the uh, that one. Ooh, the Exorcist came out in '73. Yeah, but that's the thing is like Hess but like, there's there's no mid ground like it's either like exploitation or really
0: high endy yeah sorts of it's things. like um, a lot of stuff is trying to be prestige horror kind of coming off of like wicker man and stuff like that mm-hmm. um some demonic stuff kind of pulling Schlock? off
1: Exorcist Schlock came out in 73 that's for you yeah I'm not going to call it it is a horror movie but it's not a <laughs> horror movie no, uh, John Landis John is the movie master, if he's a, if it's directed by a master of horror it gets mentioned as a horror movie fair yeah mm-hmm. absolutely so ooh the vault of horror which I've never gotten around to Westworld I guess is close enough. Yeah, yeah, like if Jurassic Park
0: counts as a horror movie, Westworld. Yeah, it's counts just as robots a instead of dinosaurs. of dinosaurs, and Terminator is classified as a horror movie, yeah. so robots count. The Wicker Chopping Man are robots. Yeah. The Wicker Man is definitely. Do we want to do seventy four? or Jump straight to seventy five? Um, well, we're just talk- we're talking about what was out at the time, and you'll notice this yeah, yeah, time yeah. around. I mean, and we can look at seventy four and seventy five. There wasn't anything really like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre because.
1: There are a it lot of a new ideas. Yeah. I mean I, I, mean, I, I was going I was going through like I didn't lit read every single one. It was just the names that like resonated. But yeah, there are a bunch. I mean, you, you might notice more than I do. No, sure. There's ca- like movies like um, Cannibal Girls. There are like there's definitely well, I've been driving, right. yeah, yeah. And Eugene things. Levy by the way. Eugene Levy and oh. Andrew Martin. It's
0: yeah, it's hmm. it is definitely comedy horror. Yeah. Um but yeah, they're like horror at the time was. I mean, with a lot of the you know exploitation stuff, it wasn't. It was at it,
1: one of its lowest points of respect. Definitely, yeah. Um We're, it, it's just a thing to make a, a, enough money so that we can dump that into a better movie that we also want to make. Yeah, but it was like what basically what Disney me. looks at with the Marvel movies.
0: <laughs> it was like, what can we make as cheap as possible? Um, Just kind of turn it out for, like, the quick buck. Nobody's trying to get any awards off it. Nobody expects any. If you're working in horror, you're pretty much giving up your other jobs. Um, It was just... It was just a thing. It was the tail end of the classic era of horror had just already petered out. Mm. We are about to jump into essentially the modern era of
1: horror yeah because even the exorcist is kind of a more of a blip than like a sign of like a renewed interest in it yeah same and with like, especially with the original version of the exorcist that is markedly less gory than yeah. uh, that uh, reissue was yeah oh uh, scream blackula screams Scream, scream black ah, I skipped over that one yeah scream Blac- scream blackula scream is might be better than blackula. If That's a tough be, call. It's a tough call. Scream Black, of Scream does have Pam Greer, though.
0: Yeah. Uh, the Werewolf of Washington featuring Dean Stockwell. Terrible. Yeah. Oh, it's not good. <laughs> it is, it is <laughs> so beyond boring. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of fun stuff that came out, but it's cult stuff. It's not. And, they're like, Hammer Nothing Studios game, was still putting out, like, their last... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's players. the,
1: the last... Uh, I'm sorry, go
0: on. Yeah, there's a lot of Hammer stuff, but the Hammer heyday had already pretty much passed, and so now it was just we've got players under contract, the sets are built, we can knock these out as cheap as possible,
1: and just,
0: you know, it, it was a quick flip. They didn't care.
1: Yeah, I think in, in a, it's in the other... I think in, like, 74 the last Hammer Frankenstein movie came out. Yeah. Like with Peter Cushing and everything. Yeah, and it was
0: only a few years left on the Dracula series. I think Christopher Lee had already bailed by 74. Or yeah. If, yeah, yeah, he's not in this one. Yeah. Um, I think after Dracula 72, he was just, oh, like, I think this is just. I think it's David Prowse, actually. Oh, wow. All right. Uh, I, I thought he might have been Van Helsing. Or... No, Cushing's no?
1: Van Helsing. And, oh, or was Cushing, Cushing was Cushing, still evolved, Well, this is yeah. Frankenstein, so Cushing is uh, Dr. Oh, Frankenstein. Uh, right, yeah. Yeah, David Prowse is the creature. Nice. Oh, that's worth checking. Of yeah. I knew that yeah,
0: the um, the Hammer Studios definitely swapped a lot of players back and forth all the oh, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that said like yeah, even like one of the best names in horror one of the only two horror studios I can think of them and Blumhouse yeah. where they're just dedicated to it yeah
1: and you can argue that New Line for the first bunch of years were much more devoted to horror but devoted they to but not out. exclusively no they branched out as quickly as possible yeah and, you know yeah, yeah. and eventually gave us the Lord stuff. of the
0: Rings trilogy so you come along yeah. with the Lord of the Rings trilogy coming to screen because of Freddy Krueger no because of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, first and foremost, really was distributed by New Line. now. <laughs> New Line is known as the house Freddie built yeah. because they had been mostly distribution up mm-hmm. through into Elm Street. But New Line picked up New Line produced Elm Street, whereas they picked up hall Chainsaw to, for distribution. Gotcha. But that got them on the map and that got them, you know, able to get to theaters and that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Lord of the Rings fans, thank Leatherface. Well, I mean, just thank all horror, because, I mean, Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson,
1: 100%. And, again, I mean, there's Saruman, Christopher Lee. Yeah, yeah. Um, so good. Yeah. So what was the first time you saw the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre? It was late. Um, it it like was... in the ev- Like in the day? Well, that like too, Texas
0: but <laughs> uh, I had heard about it for years. I remember, like seeing gags about it in like Mad Magazine where people are watching it and throwing up. I remember the joke about it being shown in summer school and everybody freaking out at how graphically violent it was and it's actually, I think, less gory than the how than the prank that they pull in summer school, which is rated PG thirteen. Oh, good. But like, where? Uh, oh, I uh, thought you were talking about going to summer school. You no, mean, the movie, the Carmen oh, movie. movie. Yeah, there's the scene where they try and scare the one teacher and do all the gore effects, like uh-huh. the ripped open cheeks, and there the the ruler stuck in the mouth and all that. Uh-huh. And I, I think that was more on screen.
1: Gore effects than in Texas Chainsaw. More than likely, like yeah. the uh, this is, uh, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre is much closer to a Hitchcock horror movie yeah. than it is to a gory slasher movie that it would become associated with, because like so much like to keep the MPAA kind of satisfied, so much of the violence is implied through cuts. Yeah, but they're cut so perfectly oh yeah it's effective
0: as hell I'm not saying this movie's not scary I'm saying it is it's not nearly as gory as people think it is Mm. like I've seen more gore on network TV shows in the last couple years like NBC with Hannibal was a much (laughs) much gorier experience any given episode than watching Texas Chainsaw yeah But I just had it in my head of how gory everyone said it was and how terrifying it was. And I just waited, waited, waited to the point where when I finally saw it, probably like seventh or eighth grade, Mm -hmm. it had been overbuilt in my head. And I didn't like it. Gotcha. First time I saw it, I was completely underwhelmed. I thought it was just some annoying characters and nothing was happening. And Mm -hmm. I steeled myself up for this experience that it wasn't. And it just, meh. It's only been, you know, over the years, talking with friends about it and understanding this, that, and the other, and then going back with fresh eyes that weren't just the wrong way to see it. Yeah. Um, I've come around to appreciate
1: and really enjoy it. It just, I'm way on the wrong foot initially. Yeah. Uh, I had a similar experience. I think I saw it for the first time in college and uh was it was just built up so much and so the uh, first time I watched it just like this is it okay it's like 40 minutes of nothing and then this guy in a chainsaw chasing people around and not for nothing he only kills one person with the chainsaw yeah uh, and um, I ended up seeing the second one kind of quickly after that and preferring that one, but we'll get more into that when we get to the second one. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, this one, it was because, like, I, I saw the first Nightmare on Elm Street when I was about five because it was the 80s and parents did not care what you were watching as long as you were quiet. Mm-hmm. And In as a, a re- movie
0: about parents finally taking a stand on something,
1: <sighs> maybe they should have watched it. I mean, actually, my mom did watch it before she let me watch it. Oh, and she thought, right. hey, it's fine. Had nightmares for three months and did not watch another horror movie until I was about 12. And those were, of course, Nightmare on Elm Streets because I got right back on that horse. Oh, yeah. But as a result... You had to prove yourself. Exactly. As a result, I really had more of a taste for... The kind of more intelligent monster mm-hmm. and so I did not seek out Leatherface because it I kind of looked at it and thought it was like the Punisher, like the comic book Punisher of horror movies it's like, he's just this guy with a chainsaw running around, this is every cliche stupid thing, we try to pretend horror movies aren't mm-hmm. why would I want to watch this and so the first time I watched it, I just thought it was kind of boring and then it was honestly, I, I'm and I, I pulled it out for this, I, it's say Joe Bob Briggs profoundly disturbing, shocking movies that change history that uh, gave me the idea to look at it again from, uh, you know, with fresh eyes, much like you. Yeah. And yeah, this movie is fascinating. Uh, if only in terms of the way Toby Hooper crafts a story, I think this one is very similar to uh, fun his movies Fun House and uh, Eaten Alive, where it's he lulls you into this false sense of security. Like yeah, you know, the movie's called Eaten Alive, Funhouse, House. You see horror Fun House at the front. This movie's called. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and then nothing happens for almost half of the movie. Mm-hmm. We are only getting Texas for a long stretch. Yeah, exactly. And then by the time you've forgotten what you were, what the movie's even supposed to be about, whoa, well, bam! Yeah it happens and you you've hey. completely forgotten that it was going to happen and so yeah. now you're terrified about what's yeah. happening cuz you get blindsided just like the characters exactly yeah it's like cuz this one and the other two have a very a borderline document documentarian fly on the wall vibe you were there in the van with these people and just doing things, yeah, nothing that nothing that exciting, and that that was also part of like uh, one of the big changes, because um, in, in terms of. Uh presenting a horror movie story this movie came out the same year as black christmas which is why we have the perennial fight as to what is the first slasher movie mm-hmm. this is like that psycho is kind of like the grandfather of all of them it's not really the first one the way we understand them but this texas chainsaw massacre and black christmas both have a pile of disposable young people that are there just to be murdered yeah you're.
0: It's mostly about the villain. It's about the survival. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, yeah. It's the modern take on. You're here for a thrill ride. You're not necessarily here for, Psycho being a complete story an exploration so of ideas. So um, and I want to actually roll back a little, Psycho. Is the second major horror movie I saw in my life, as a reaction to having watched The Thing Man. when I was six. Oof. Yeah. Um, there's a whole Oof. long story on that that we I may have told before, but I can also tell another time. But my mom saw how much I was into that idea, and so she kind of I think she wanted to do the. You like cigarettes? Well, here, smoke a whole carton in one day. Here's the movie that scared me away from horror forever. I didn't take a shower for months and all that. And so she sits me down, and I watched Psycho again at about six years old. Mm. I might have been seven, but it was, like, very soon after seeing the thing. And it got to the end of the movie, and I was just locked in the entire time. And it gets to the end, and Norman runs out with the dress and the wig on. Spoilers for Psycho. Mm -hmm. It's only 60-plus years old. And that's the crazy thing. I feel like everyone listening to this is aware. Yeah. But... I, at six years old, was not.
1: I got to see Psycho
0: not knowing the twist ending. Nice. So he runs out with the dress, and I, the whole time, was worried for Norman. I was sympathetic to Norman. I was afraid of what his mother was going to do to him. So when he runs out and he's mother... My mom has backed me up on this. My reaction was, I turned around, looked at my mom and said, What the fuck? (laughs) And she's like, What? Or Smack. she basically was like, "I Yeah, um, oh shit. Nah. Well, I guess he's into horror then. Like, yep. at six, you were fine with Psycho. You wanted to know if there was more. Like, so, but yeah. yeah um, we should but, do that series too. Oh, I'm totally down for that. Yeah. yeah um, yeah. but yeah, so I got to see without the spoiler. If there's a way that you can let your kids avoid spoilers and show them psycho at a young age, I, I endorse it. I highly recommend. Yeah, but when we're talking about coming back to movies with fresh eyes like we're doing here and not liking Texas Chainsaw, I know there's some cynics out there who look at that kind of thing and like, oh, so somebody had to tell you why it was good. I mean, sometimes, and, yes, and I, in some cases, yeah. I just took something as, oh, everyone likes it because it was, you know, gory schlock and it wasn't even that. Not understanding how what it was when it came out. People will see Psycho And not know the experience that the audience has had of that surprise. So the movie plays different. Yeah. The movie plays different when there's nothing else on the market like it. And I had seen things that were plenty derivative of Texas Chainsaw when I saw it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, going back and seeing where these things come from is something I think we plan to do with this franchise and with the other ones we're going to approach is, like, really kind of look at their place in not just history but in the time they came out exactly yeah yeah
1: also there's no shame about changing your mind about movies yeah movies i used to love i hate now and vice versa i think yeah i'm trying to think of like a couple where i did not like it at first but it grew on me hmm. like oh well this one for one halloween actually for another ah, all right. well yeah. that that was much more of the uh I mean, by the time I saw the first Halloween, I'd seen every Friday the 13th movie, I'd seen every Nightmare on Elm Street movie, yeah. and I will still argue that the majority of the Halloween movies are not worthwhile at all. Um, mm. The ones made in the 80s, at least. Uh, oh, no, I'm going to say right now
0: that Halloween 8 is one of the worst things I've ever seen. If we do the Halloween franchise,
1: you will hear me very drunk for that episode. Oh, no, I'm, 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 I'm talking. I can try and get through right. I'm talking Halloween 4 and 5 suck suck
0: we may approach this. <laughs> but with that aside, we yeah. got uh, we got to head to Texas.
1: We going down to Texas,
0: and we hope you enjoyed this ride along with us. Um, yeah. As always, if you have any thoughts or comments, on all that we put all the
1: email stuff at the end of the episode. What's um, fun about these is that like most of these will be we can watch on our own DVDs or Blu-rays. But uh, the first two Texas Chainsaw Massacres, as of the recording of this, are available on Shudder yes yeah Shudder is awesome yeah. and in general
0: this series is much more readily available for rental on mm-hmm. various streaming services yeah. if they're not actually included in the package mm-hmm. um, so yeah we don't
1: have to, we don't have to do as much research we do not to have just to do find the research to just find well research Tubi bailed us out so much so hard oh my God! Yeah. with the Amity will yes. all hail but, Tubi all hail Tubi but yeah going to Texas join us we'll have barbecue alright we are back this is Texas Chainsaw Massacre the first is great in terms of plot synopses because literally three things happen in the entire movie one five young people drive to a house two they are all slaughtered three one of them runs away yeah and that's it that is the, that, those are the key events of the film. Yeah. Personal
0: relationships are inconsequential. Yep. Doesn't matter. Um, the origin story. Nope. Nope. Um, Doesn't matter. You know that there have been grave robberings from the news on the radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. There are hints, there are little, like, touches, there are uh, nods. One of the things we were talking about while we were watching it was whether they were marked or not
1: by the hitchhiker. Yeah, it's iffy. So um, on the drive there, the uh, the five youths pick up a really weird hitchhiker, Hiker, not because he has an elaborate birthmark on his face. Uh, weird because he does voodoo stuff with the picture and, like, cuts his own arm and Franklin, one of the, te- one of the, uh, the youths, I, I want to call them teenagers, but they're clearly not teenagers. They are not teenagers. Yeah. Um, and, uh, then he leaves a bloody mark on the van and it is unclear if that was, like, a signal to the gas station guy to, like, these are, these are yeah. for us or not. Because I think the station guy was going to try to kill him no matter what.
0: I think he might have been willing to do that, but I think the hitchhiker got into the van and was basically sussing out. Oh, you're all from out of town. Oh, mm-hmm. nobody knows you're out here. Oh, like gotcha. trying to like mine them for
1: information of if they disappear, will anyone know or care? The hitchhiker is the greatest uh, espionage like tra- spy craft man. Yes. in the film because nobody suspects that he's actually up to anything. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, The two things that I think point to it definitely being a mark rather than just, Just you know, happenstance is the the one guy at the gas station washes down the windshield, the front of the van, the headlights, and, like, really is washing the front of it, but absolutely doesn't touch
1: the mark the only counter-argument I give you for that is it doesn't wash any of the sides of the band either. He doesn't, but it's yeah. such
0: a big, bold oversight. <clears throat> I mean, it could go either way, but that yeah. does... For me, that points to it being a definite mark. Fair. Um, And number two, which I had just noticed this time because we were watching a nicer high-def version
1: on a very nice TV. Thank you. Um, I built this TV with my own two hands. Ooh, well done, well done. Right? Do you order the LCDs individually or all together? Oh, individually. You have to like go to the L- LCD farm and like really take pick them up, feel them, make sure that they're good before like you pick th- pick them to put in your television set. Yeah,
0: because I mean diodes. You got it. Like it's it's very
1: tactile. Yeah, it is. Like sometimes, like a lot of people buy them before they're ripe, and so you plug them in, they get overheated and they'll pop. Mm-hmm. So you got to get them right at the right moment. Some of them have been sitting out too long. They make mm. some dry oats. Mm. Ha. Hey! Aww. So anyway, the other thing you I win noticed, this round. You win this round. <laughs> uh, what's the other it's thing? Not a notes? good way to win um, <laughs> is that at the gas
0: station they have a sign that says "We slaughter barbecue." Yeah, I'd did. always seen the barbecue sign. Knew that yeah. they sold the food and knew that that you know the cannibalism side of it. Sure. But actually being able to see We Slaughter Yeah Barbecue Yeah I'm pretty sure that he was That they were marked For the business Yeah you're probably right Yeah um, Another thing that we talked about was Are the photos at the beginning of the movie Crime scene photos Is, is often discussed Because it's mm-hmm. As you know You're getting John Larroquette's narration Over the screen crawl But not over the photos Yeah That's just Opening titles and the muse and the uh, the camera noise. We see that the hitchhiker has taken pictures he shows them to him. tries to take a picture of them with the camera that I believe was used for those photos. For yeah, the opening more than likely. Yeah, but I'd always just assume they were crime scene photos, but there's nothing else in the movie Mm -hmm. to tell you that.
1: No, no, no. Yeah, you're absolutely right. They probably were the hitchhiker's photos in the beginning because, like, well, we definitely know he was messing around in the graveyard Mm -hmm. uh, because the cook or the old man... I think he's credited as in this one. Yeah. Uh is yelling at him for uh leaving evidence and or you know just leaving stuff in the graveyard messing around in there. Yeah. But yeah. So so yeah, and so they uh pick up a hitchhiker. Hitchhiker goes berserk on them. Go to the gas station. Gas station ain't got no gas. So they go to Sally and Franklin's ancestral home. Sally is uh, one of our two couples. It's uh, Sally and Jerry, Pam and Kirk, and Franklin in his wheelchair. Mm -hmm. Franklin, who is one of the most annoying characters in horror film history. And it's delightful that he's in a wheelchair. Because it's like, as you were pointing out, it's like, they don't always have to be, you know, perfect embodiments of humanity if they, they have a disability. Yeah, they don't have to be
0: aspirational. They don't have to be... Like um, like we were talking about Don't Look Now with Audrey Hepburn or not the other one Don't, don't Be Afraid of the don't Dark Don't Be Afraid of the Dark I'm always going to do that in my head now Yeah It's just going to happen um, So if I ever mount conversationally and any of our <laughs> listeners bring one of them up know that I might talk about the wrong movie for a few minutes yeah just let, it, let, let Pat work it out of his system yeah. yeah, but it was about her overcoming her blindness to be able to get out of the situation mm-hmm. um, but like an example that I thought was very interesting back end of the 90's when they did Extreme Ghostbusters mm-hmm. uh, they had a character in a wheelchair who yeah. was again not inspirational and hey if I can do it you can he was bitter as hell Good. Yeah, he made a lot of very
1: snide comments. Some of which I was surprised he made it into a kids mm-hmm. show. Um, yeah. yeah, which is not to say that everybody, like everybody in that situation, is in the same is uh, has the same mentality. But it's nice that like you see examples of people that some people are annoyed at the situation and seeing them on screen, like on a TV or in a movie, get makes it okay for other people to be okay with their feelings if they're not. Always 100% happy yeah, with, they, uh, with their lot in life. Yeah,
0: they don't want to be a hang in there kitty poster for everyone they come into contact with. They don't want to talk about. Mm-hmm. they don't want to be defined by it no um, yeah. nobody wants to be defined by a single part of who you are yeah. and to this movie's credit I the do Extreme Ghostbusters for me well, it's my hair but
1: it's majestic it's majestic it's fantastic, fantastic. for right. me my hair non-factor no but it does look awesome well, the you. hair that you've got looks awesome <laughs> it's yes. like the old Bill Clinton cartoon
0: uh, Joe doesn't have a lot of hair but the hair he has is impressive it and it's a bald guy who sprouts one <laughs> like three inch <laughs> thick sprout hair like yeah, one single, yeah 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 I remember one, single, that one. Yeah.
1: yeah one bit of stubble yeah. so yeah no, no no, one is going to watch Franklin in this movie and define him as the guy in the wheelchair he's the most he's just the most annoying human being on the planet in mm-hmm. this movie passive aggressive uh, just a pain in the ass whiny jerk yeah,
0: and he also happens to be in a wheelchair. Also happens to be in a wheelchair. But like, yeah, it's. There's no reason for the plot of the movie. Um, for there's no, there's no like we need somebody in this situation. So let's. Uh. Mm-hmm. They just well, one of the characters can we be can he be in a wheelchair? Yeah, absolutely, sure. Yeah, like it's. Yeah, I don't know. It was. It's far as terrible as his character is, as a mighty person yeah the
1: the way yeah he's actually one of the most he honestly he never brings up the chair like he never he's never yeah nobody ever does Uh, the only time it comes up is at the end when um or towards the end, when Sally wants to go looking for Jerry in the dark, and she says like, "It's not going to be physically possible for me to push the wheelchair back up the mm-hmm. hill if we go down a hill." Yeah, and so that's the only reason. But yeah, nobody ever mentions it as any sort of uh, hassle or hindrance, Franklin. Never bemoans his lot in life. He's just having a bad day because he's been stabbed once. He's been he's, stabbed His arm once. has been cut. He's a single
0: guy on a road trip with two couples. He is the
1: fifth wheel.
0: Yeah. No pun intended. Yeah. Oh, boy. Though. Oh. <laughs> but, yeah, like I, he's one of the best
1: developed characters in the movie. He's just mm. an asshole. Yeah, he's just an asshole. Because, like, uh... Kirk and Pam don't. They they seem to have a nice dynamic, but that's the only thing we know about them before they are unceremoniously slaughtered. Yeah, they are complete. Yeah, just like throwaway characters, they are. But they're half of our 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 teenage or our youth cast. So the movie goes on for like thirty six minutes, where it's just we're watching these people bum around. They're going somewhere. They never really say where they're going. Like this is a pit stop. They wanted to check out the graveyard because they heard about the grave robbing. Right. On the way to someplace else. Yeah. And they claim that it was that what that their parent, one, their
0: father was buried in the graveyard. Their grandfather. Grandfather, yeah. but being that
1: that's a lie. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Like. Uh-huh. It doesn't seem we like know, the actual seem, reason. Does it? No, that's not the reason. No, they're they're making like a pit stop on the way to some place at the graveyard because their grandfather is buried oh, okay. there. Oh, he like, okay, he's buried. like, like uh, Sally says, she saw the grave. That she saw the two right, 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 right. It's fine. Yeah. For some reason, it was stuck in my head that they had just made that up. Never mind. Never no, mind. No, 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 no. Yeah. Um, And so because the gas station is out of gas, they don't have enough gas to get where they want to go. So they take another pit stop to uh, Franklin and Sally's house. Uh... Pam and Kirk break off because uh, Franklin tells them that there might be a pond or a creek nearby mm-hmm. and it's hot as balls in Texas. Like, watching them made me sweat. Yeah. Like, it was just bad. Yeah. Every so often you get the news reports
0: and they always mention the weather and right now we're recording this as a heat wave is hitting Baltimore. Yeah. And it's, it's raining and... It's not nearly as miserable as it looks on screen for them. And it are at, like, 95 degrees.
1: Yeah. And we've yeah. turned the air conditioner off to record this so that you can hear our dulcet tones mm. in crisp, clear, Dolby surround sound. Um... But so Kirk and Pam break off, and they, they they don't they they find the creek is dried up. But there's a, a, a neighboring house that has a gas-powered generator. Maybe they would maybe they would sell them some of the gas, enough gas to get to someplace else do their thing bring back more gas on the way back mm-hmm. but there's no gas to be had there there's just Leatherface and so it's just again as we, we touched on at the beginning you lose track of the movie like you don't know you forget what the movie is about mm-hmm. and then Kirk walks into this house and Leatherface steps out from a doorway and thumps him on the head with a sledgehammer yeah it is very abrupt it's
0: for as much time wandering and exploring, you think there's going to be a long, drawn out like a chase scene or something, blah, blah, blah. and no, it's just hi, here's a character, Whop. and he drops and he's twitching, so you know he's not in good shape. Second hit, he's done twitching, that character is dead.
1: Yeah, that's 20% of our main characters gone. Gone. In a matter of about five seconds. Yeah. And then Leatherface shuts a steel door and you're left for about like a good 40 seconds, 30, 45 seconds just wondering what in the hell just happened. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Pam is still outside, does not know She's not wondering what happened. She She doesn't know that her boyfriend,
0: yeah. She doesn't know he's dead. She just is like, where are you? Hey, come on outside. And she goes up looking for him. Like, walks up to the house and the audience don't go in there don't go in there mm-hmm. but she literally doesn't know that anything's wrong
1: at all which is a which is a staple of all good 70s, 80s slasher movies. Mm -hmm. Like, the people get picked off one at a time, off to the side. Mm -hmm. And so for the longest possible time, nobody knows what's going on. Yeah, it's everyone is
0: like, oh, I would never go into that basement, or I would never... You go into basements. You wander around corners. You don't think there's somebody there. Yeah. Everybody forgets that the characters... Don't know they're in
1: a horror movie. Yeah. Um, which is why I always assume I'm in a horror movie. It's safer that way. It's safer that way. hmm Damn it. But, uh, yeah. And
0: so she goes in the house, and Leatherface jumps out, and well, she... F-
1: first she oh, right. first she goes into the den, yep. which is... I mean, this is Ed Gein's wet dream. It mm-hmm. is... The floor is completely covered in chicken feathers and human bones, mm-hmm. and unlike a good den, no fiddle faddle. No fiddle faddle. What's fiddle faddle?
0: Oh, it's a delicious treat. It's a uh, popcorn and caramel. Um, oh. Usually presented in a nice plastic bowl,
1: coffee table. That's fair. There's no where there is originals or no, anything like uh, that. Nope. But there's a lot of like taxidermy lamps and uh, vases and other things made out of human parts. Mm -hmm. And uh, just when uh, Pam is getting over the shock of all of that, Leatherface comes by to give her a hug. Yeah. It's terrible. Surprise hugs from behind are terrible.
0: Never do them to anybody.
1: I mean, yeah.
0: Yeah. Even if it is somebody that you really care about surprising you from behind, you don't know that.
1: And... Just step in front, say hi, and hug. Okay, yeah, that's fair. But so, uh, leather Leatherface catches up with her, and then puts her on the meat hook. And man, like if like Kirk getting the thump is bad enough, but this meat hook scene, you f- like. I don't even think they do much with the sound effects. No. It's just, you know, you see the hook, you see him lift her up, and then it's cut in such a way... Like, this is the psycho shower scene in terms of it's your mind that is filling in the blanks of Uh, what is actually happening. And she just gets hung on a meat hook in her shoulders. Yeah. You see
0: nothing. You see she is dangling from the hook and she's trying to grasp the metal but it's mm-hmm. cold and slick and she can't lift herself up off of it but you never see it actually in her back you never see her you never see it push through you see no blood to it
1: again this is a very non-bloody movie Yeah. but it's All disturbing as hell yeah because as she's like trying to deal with the hook if you look down Leatherface is now, is now Now that she's on the hook Leatherface can get back to work Turns on the chainsaw To start uh, quartering Kirk mm-hmm. In front from, of her In front of her um, It is one of the most terrifying scenes in a movie Yeah It's terrible And man It would have been a while Since I watched this without Joe Bob Breaking into the movie mm-hmm. To you know Let me know Everything's gonna be okay Yeah And uh, it's just It's a terrible ride Mm-hmm. it is it is unsettling as hell. Um, so that's now So so now so now we're so that's a uh, 40% of our main characters are done. Uh-huh. Uh, we cut back to Well she, she's not dead yet. Uh no she's not I said done. Done. All right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we come back to, uh, Franklin, Sarah, Sally, and Jerry. Jerry wants to go check it. Go, uh, get a uh, Franklin and uh, or wants to go get Kirk and Pam. Actually, I forgot to talk about. The, the den scene I loved that uh, Toby Hooper does this a couple of times where he does kind of like the uh, the montage moments mm-hmm. like, the, uh, the, like the battleship Potemkin moments but instead of like cutting to something uh, unrelated that gives you context for what the character is going through it cuts to other things in the room mm-hmm. so like it's all cutting to like Pam's face reacting to everything and then after a while it's just showing you all of the things in the room because it's like hey this is you should be terrified mm-hmm. of everything. This a
0: cluster of daddy long legs up in the corner. Yeah. Um, a human skull with a you know cattle horn shoved yeah. through the mouth. Yeah. Uh,
1: yep. You know, and then a, a like, couch a roo- made of arms and hands. Ugh. A rooster in a cage suspended yeah. for reasons. But yeah, so uh, Jerry wants alone time with himself he does not want to be near Sally or Franklin at this point for a bit because well familiarity breeds contempt and it's a hot fucking day Mm -hmm. so he wanders off to the house and well it doesn't go well for him either not so much not so much he finds uh, Pam's death death throes in a uh in the free in the, yeah. fr- in the in the floor fridge. Yeah, it's uh, not yeah not your standard kitchen, but
0: like the basement freezer yeah. for your you know your meat storage, as and, it
1: were. And then does he get pumped, too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's at this point, man. Gunnar Hansen, leather Leatherface, starts acting his ass off Mm-hmm. because on the one hand oh man this has been a fun day I got to I got to kill and you know start gutting three different people on the other hand this is too many people to be showing up here yeah. and you see how nervous he's getting and freaked it's, out oh my god we have guests we
0: have guests I'm supposed to get dinner ready I'm supposed to get the house ready and there is a weird and I, I never had a chance to ask her whatnot, and I'll get into that in a sec but it's almost like Leatherface is Julia Child
1: Okay. Uh, or like, like trying to be happy homemaker. Oh, um, oh, he's definitely fulfilling the uh, the, the main, mother the, role. the mother role yeah. of the dynamic, which in
0: that. something um, was net like kind of dropped from a lot of the sequels. But is pretty evident, including the makeup Leatherface puts on at dinner. That Leatherface is a cross-dresser. A little bit. Uh, wears a where's some like I think a nice dress like at one point at home. But uh, this the first one. I swear there was a dress in one of the shop and like one of the shorts. I think it's just the apron. There is the apron, but a lot. I. Anyway, and and I know that the one pink shirt looked a lot like a very Julia Child one that she used to wear. Well, it also has, like, the curly hair. The curly hair. uh, All of the mask has been made of women victims, Mm -hmm. um, they've said canonically. Uh, Because he's straight. (laughs) I don't even think (laughs) it's a a question. No, it was a funny... I
1: I was thinking back to... um, the Todd Browning Dracula, they, they made a point of, uh, they'll show Dracula approaching Renfield, but they wouldn't show Dracula biting Renfield. Ah, uh, gotcha. So it was that kind of, like,
0: leftover stuff. like. That. I don't even think it was that. I don't think it was a matter of question. I think it was, because Leatherface was loosely based on Ed Gein, who, yeah. who did cross-dress sometimes. Yes. Um, as... Norman Bates was also loosely based on Ed Gein but I think I don't think the matter of sexual preference or sexual identity was a part of it. It was cross dressing. Oh yeah, no, I was making a bad joke. Gotcha. Okay, but I'm just I'm just on, on yeah. this topic. Oh, like they refer to Leatherface as him, even mm-hmm. though that's well before you know gender pronouns becoming yeah. how they are. Um, but it's something that's in the. This movie This is not a forward thinking movie. <laughs> it's not a forward thinking movie, but it's not a regressive or exclusionary.
1: No, no, they're they're letting Leatherface be himself. Right. And uh, speaks in the high pitched voice. Yeah, uh, I, I honestly started hearing words this time around. A little uh, bit here and there. I yeah, not, I was not expecting that, but yeah. But yeah, um, there's a lot more to Leatherface
0: overall. There are just like facets to consider of again trying to be the happy homemaker mm-hmm. um, while everyone else is going out and collecting the the cattle and whatnot. Yeah, uh, that are played through the film and it it just I don't I just it's not a thing you hear talked about as much about the movie
1: at least not in the usual uh, like compilation like shows like the Eli Roth shows or stuff like that or even the Joe Bob Briggs uh, Joe Bob Briggs uh Get it while you can, while still on Shudder. He did a really good uh, presentation of Texas Chainsaw Massacre that I can't recommend enough. I mean, yeah, and if you we're, we're honestly with... desperately trying not to like recite every single thing he mentioned on. Yeah, that's that's another thing
0: about doing this
1: run of movies is that so much has been said. We're trying to find other things about, to talk about about the first one. Of course. first, will, it will be much easier on the on the, uh, on sure. for, for, for succeeding. film. Yeah. We're just trying not to echo. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um. But so so that's Jerry. So that's sixty uh, percent. Mm-hmm. Uh After a very acrimonious, do you hate me? Slap like, are you mad at me? Scene with Franklin and Sally, and then. Sally wants to go find her boyfriend and get the hell out of here uh, they go uh, uh, but Franklin won't let her because Franklin is scared shitless mm-hmm. and just wants to leave but they can't leave so somebody took the
0: keys um, probably Jerry probably uh, this so- a they wander off looking and leave the door open to the van. Leave the headlights
1: on. Oh yeah, they're 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 dumb. They're dumb. They're dumb. I keep wanting to call them teenagers. I know. Um, it's so much easier and better sounding than youths. Yeah. Uh, but then, for then, then, Leatherface youths. shows up. Youths. Two youths. The two youths that are left. But so they're wandering through the woods, trying to make it to the other house, and then Leatherface shows up, and this is the only person that actually gets killed by a chainsaw. Yeah, and the there film. is some blood spatter, but it—it's yeah, it's, so dark. It's, it's 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 frank. It's ba- yeah,
0: yeah, um, but you catch you catch a little bit of blood in the light flicking by. Yeah, but again not graphic
1: no no it's not and thus begins Sally's uh, Sally getting her steps in for That's the a, day it was a quick
0: in of Franklin um, I had noted during the movie I don't know how many people are, this is going to play to internationally but for Baltimore locals uh, imagine Mondo Baltimore's uh, Dr. Acula if he was being played by Geller Sartain of Chuck and Bobby from the Ernest Films one, maybe two people left. Thank you for it. I'm sure I'll see
1: you this Wednesday. I can hear the silence through the radio. <laughs> but anyway. So then we get a good ten minutes of Sally, of Leatherface chasing Sally throughout... The Sawyer House. It's not called the Sawyer House yet, but it will eventually. Be. The The Texas Chainsaw Massacre family are called the Sawyers mm-hmm. because Saw is in the name. The Saw is family. The Saw is family. We haven't gotten to that one yet. But oh, we'll get there. We we'll get there. Um, it's, oh my god. We can do that one Ninja Turtles episode. Oh, I'm in for that. Oh, yes. we're totally doing that. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, it's honestly got, it, the chase goes on for quite a while and. You know, he's running around with a, with a live chainsaw the Good. whole time. It is really messed up. But then eventually Sally runs her way back to the gas station. And, you know, for like ten seconds she feels okay. And mm-hmm. she feels safe. And the uh, the proprietor of the gas station says, Hold on, let me go get the car and we'll drive to the, the sheriff's station. He comes back. But when he leaves...
0: <clears throat> After she has run in there, somebody chasing her with a chainsaw, he leaves and leaves the door open. Yeah, he does. Once again, open and closed doors is kind of a motif through the whole thing.
1: A little bit, yeah. 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 But, um, so... The, the cook comes back and honest to God, like pulls a sack out of the truck pulls a rope out of the sack and then just tries to calmly tie her up and put her in a sack and is shocked and annoyed when she protests
0: yeah I mean this is no you know company picnic nobody else is getting into sacks I don't see any sort of finish line so you don't get into a sack unless that's the
1: situation yeah He's trying to put her, like, in a literal sack. It's absurd and amazing and fantastic. And so, of course, she gets tied up, put in the sack, driven back to the house. And, oh, look, our hitchhiker has finally made it back home at this point he has his own little sack of roadkill and Mm -hmm. or uh, grave robbing uh, 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 there was definitely it looked like at least
0: one bit of roadkill yeah he was flagging around Uh, so
1: that's what I was thinking but I liked that they were both coming home with their with their sacks of meat exactly Uh, for Leatherface to deal with and then honest to god it's just 20 minutes of screaming and freaking out until Sally throws herself out of a window to get out of there
0: yeah two solid defenestrations in this movie Movie. Uh, what both was the are, first one? Uh, Sally jumping out or no. Um, somebody, at the beginning of the movie, it was not Sally, it was uh, Pam. <sighs> Pam is trying to escape Leatherface. Uh, before she gets put on the hook, she jumps out of a second story window, lands, but still gets
1: caught. No. I think there were two one different, one. there were two different defenestrations. I think there's only the one. Or maybe Sally when she's being chased around also, like the first time? I think maybe it was the first time and then she does it again the second time, but I do
0: know that I mentioned it the second time because I was surprised there were two in one.
1: Yeah, yeah. But we we see a very disturbing dinner scene with uh, the cook, the hitchhiker, uh, Leatherface, and Grandpa grandpa is just this skinny wizened old guy who honestly doesn't look alive until he starts moving every so often. Mm -hmm. It's horrifying. Uh, He looks like a first draft of the Six Flags Dancing Old (laughs) Man. But cannibals. But yeah. Um, And you get like just every cut like it, it, it's I, I was reminded of the uh, the Roger Ebert blurb from the Wikipedia article on this movie where it's like it's gruesome and disgusting but very well shot and mm-hmm. composed and every shot looks good it in this it really movie. does and it's made like this film stock is cheap as hell like this but, looks yeah. like another drive-in movie at first blush yeah if you're just looking at an individual
0: frame and you see the grain and all that and like yeah it doesn't doesn't look expensive but the way the frames are composed uh the use of color that they had around because it's mm-hmm. mostly just found environments yeah um the use of the natural lighting throughout like yeah. knowing yeah. when to shoot inside and what outside light to let in and where um, it, yeah it, it is an absolutely gorgeous movie a lot of really good um Zoom in, zoom
1: outs. Mm. Um, the uh, pans, extreme close ups on Sally's like, eyes yeah. throughout uh, the whole dinner sequence just yeah. add to the terror. Occasional, like, just
0: drifty handheld uh, pans mm. that it's just enough movement so you don't feel on steady ground, but it doesn't look like you're looking at a moving shot. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, it's just so good looking. And then Sally gets away. Mm -hmm. And we have our last chase Which There's so much character moments happening Like Sally is injured and desperately Trying to get away The hitchhiker is easily catching up with her But playing with his food the entire time he's like slashing at her back with his straight razor but not finishing the job because Mm -hmm. he's so overly confident and then one of the greatest moments in film history happens when he gets run over by a semi-tractor trailer because fuck that guy yeah he's basically
0: got her by what's left of the back of her shirt By she the, sees the truck, screams. He turns around, screams, and lets go in just enough time to go right under them. I, you uh, see, like all, I guess nine wheels because it's yeah, just the one side of the truck. It's just that the
1: gets one him, side of the but truck. All nine wheels oh, get it. God, it goes like right up his torso, mm. and that's him. Uh, the truck driver tries to get like starts to get out to see what uh, to see what happened. Sally is trying to get him back in, and then all of a sudden, Leatherface catches up and is like, "Yep, let's get back in the truck." But
0: then they get out of the truck. They get out of the other side, so I don't know if the truck stalled or what. Maybe it's stalled. But they don't tell us. They just show Leatherface attacking the one side. They climb out the other side, run up the truck. Leatherface chases after them. And then another pickup truck pulls up, skids out off the side of the road, turns around. Sally climbs in the back. The truck driver is still hightailing it up the road on foot.
1: Yeah, the semi the, the semi driver never stops, never looks back, which that is correct.
0: Yeah. But like he's gonna hit like North Carolina in five days. Yeah. I don't know how fast he runs I, I, or how long I, I, that would I'd take. Keep, I'd but, keep running. I'd still keep running. Yeah,
1: he's running. gonna
0: pull a far scum.
1: Yeah. This is after uh at the beginning of uh the mini chase scene here, the truck driver was smart enough to grab a lug wrench and uh, throws it right at Leatherface's head mm-hmm. and then causing Leatherface to fall down and for the cha- the still live chainsaw to fall right on the let the thigh meet yeah which is the only time you actually see the, t- the chainsaw go
0: into a person in the entire movie is Leatherface getting it in his own leg yeah and that
1: was a real stunt. Like uh, it, it was like a, they put they strapped a metal plate to Gunner's uh, Gunner Hansen, the actor that played Leatherface. They they strapped a, a metal plate onto Gunner's leg, and then put some meat on top of it. And he it's like in interviews, he's like, I could feel it burning, <laughs> like, yeah. like as it was getting as it was kept going through. Yeah. But he wasn't injured. Mercifully. No, no, no. Yeah. I think he almost hurt himself when he does like the death dance yeah. thing at yeah. the end. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah so truck the semi tra- semi driver is still running sally is covered head to toe in blood in the back of the pickup truck and is laughing hysterically the truck dr- the semi the the pickup truck driver occasionally kind of looks behind but is still just motoring like hell and Leatherface is uh, wh- whirling, is doing a whirling dervish with a live chainsaw, swinging it around over his head, mm. just swinging his arms around, and then black. Yeah. And then it just cuts. Well,
0: he's doing the spin, then it cuts back to the two of them in the like Sally watching in horror from the back of the truck. Black, right? No, no, it, it's on Leatherface, and then black.
1: We just watched it, my yeah. brain still always was going to put that Sally
0: shot last.
1: Well, eh, you know. I mean, we, we like our final girl, even before, like, there was uh, the term. Yeah, I mean, back when more than one person might
0: survive a movie. Yeah. Or usually survive a movie.
1: But well, let's, go, let's go back and see. It's only 83 minutes to fast-forward through. This movie is only 83 minutes. It is shorter than at least half... If not more of the Amityville movies, and is still one of the best things ever. It kind of it reminds me that like the Gettysburg Address t- like can be recited in two minutes or yeah. something like that, and it's just it's not about length; it's about quality.
0: Well, also this movie ends with that shot, and then it's just some very quick credits. We're not getting eight minutes of credits it's, to pad yeah. out runtime. Yeah, see, time.
1: it's just a, it's wow. just him it is. Yeah, and then ends black. On the spin. We never know... Like, if there were no sequels, we would never know what happened to anybody. Other Like, we know who's dead, but uh, the cook, Leatherface, and Sally, and the, the, the semi-driver. Which sounds like a great sitcom. Yeah, the, the, the cook, Leatherface, and Sally. And a pizza place. And a, piece, and a, and a pizza place. Um, we would never... Like, no, the, there's no catharsis to this movie. Like, even Sally getting away... She's got, she's got that love end of a Lovecraft story look on her face, like she's never gonna be right, ever, yeah. in head, ever again. Because how could you? But uh, Leatherface is not defeated. Like the cook is still there. There's the like there's the the Sawyer's are still that still exist in some form. And I wonder if we'll see more of them in a sequel per se. Mm. Well, I know we have a few sequels to look forward to. Yeah. And a few not to look forward to. but well, you know. Yeah. It's all part of the experience. But, man, this is, like, it really does hold up well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, it honestly... Yeah, no, I'm not going to say that it looks like it could have been made yesterday, because the fashion and the look of the movie is very much tied to the 70s. But Yeah. But it's definitely, like, it, in terms of, like... Horror movies. It's definitely uh, we they we were trying to make an exploitation movie, but do it well, which does yeah. kind of harken back to Psycho mm-hmm. with the whole. It's like let's uh, do a horror movie, but let's do do it well.
0: Yeah, let's not crank out a horror movie. Let's make a really good movie that's going to share scare the shit out of people. Yeah,
1: it, that, um, it's just it's a good movie. It's just also a horror movie. Yeah. and I think. We, and like like we said earlier, The Exorcist had come out the year before. It's not that you couldn't have high-quality horror movies, but I think this one really sets, even though it wasn't recognized at the time, really sets the stage for you can have a very high-quality horror movie that is also as gory and gruesome and bloody and exploitative as the worst drive-in movie at the same right. time. You can And you can also have a good drive-in movie. Yeah, like you can't, you wouldn't have uh, the gore of the '80s without this type of
0: this movie yeah. leading the way. Which, again, not to beat a dead horse, but. It's not gory. It's not. it's really no, not gory or you're, bloody. You're right. And Night of the Living Dead, which came out years before and isn't considered nearly as gory, is way gorier. Yeah. You that see movie a lot is of
1: very gory. There's stuff. a lot of eating of viscera. Yeah. And movie. a lot of like, Well you or, see the mother get stabbed every yeah. Day. Like <laughs>
0: Night of the Living Dead is extremely violent and gory yeah it is and yet people don't put it like people always assume that that one is far less because it's in black and white they probably don't show anything they show Watch everything them back to back and
1: yeah. yeah it's so much of this movie is uh, in plot yeah uh, which is amazing because there's there's really nothing subtle about Leatherface that we're looking at him right now yeah because that's the the freeze frame and it's oh And I just noticed, according to the ranking, and I don't know how
0: if Shudder always mentions this, it says contains violence and gore. It does not say profanity. Is there any profanity in this movie?
1: uh not really like the like uh the cook calls the hitchhiker a bitch hog but I don't remember any F-bombs or any f no yeah. yeah
0: interesting alright yeah
1: so outside of I bet being I, scary as fuck it's kind of just a PG movie well considering how much like uh, and this this is a thing that like Joe Bob got into in a lot more detail the uh not fights with uh, the MPAA, but Hooper was checking with them regularly in the editing process. So may- they maybe there were more swear words, but he was like, this is like an easy thing to lower the temperature of the MPAA, yeah. not have any swears.
0: But And there's also no nudity. There's also no nudity, um, which on those three levels, uh, the following year, From a major studio, Mm -hmm. uh, the first blockbuster film, Jaws, Jaws, contains much more blood and gore on screen violence. A little bit of nudity. A little bit of nudity. Definitely profanity. Yep. And that was rated PG. Yeah. So, uh, if you've ever heard any complaints about how the MPAA treats indie film versus
1: studio films mm. there's a huge example there's a huge or example. at least contrast also man PG was still kind of in the formative stages like I think the uh, that the village people movie the uh, it takes a village or whatever you know the movie mm. about like the or the purported origins of the village people like doesn't that movie like it's not rated R but has like full frontal male nudity I never <laughs> saw it I uh, it was from other podcasts. I heard about it. Gotcha.
0: I honestly, I knew there had been a Village People movie, just like I knew there was a Menudo movie, but I've never There's seen that. There's a Menudo movie. Yeah, and apparently did incredibly well, but just um, in Latino communities around the country because uh, it, it, it's yeah. in Spanish. So, yeah, it was never like at your at a lot of your normal multiplexes around town, mm-hmm. or even I guess single screens at the time. But yeah, it like oh, in the neighborhoods where it played, it just kept playing, kept playing, kept playing for huh. months on end. Um, when I was living in New York, I had a couple friends who were like, oh yeah, we'd go to see it at least like every other week. It's like, huh. all right,
1: okay, yeah. Well, this has been your Minuto Minute in the in the <laughs> middle of our uh, Amityville Horror podcast about, about the, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. About the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but um, I don't know who I am anymore. No, but I mean, you, you've you've been doing a lot of exercise. Lately. This is true. So this is true. you know, and it's it's later in the evening.
0: Is it <laughs> bad that as soon as we finished doing the existing Amityville Horror movies,
1: I moved into a new house? Yes. Fair. <laughs> no, no hesitation. Yes, yeah, yeah you, yeah. you are, you know. We, we, you've seen enough. Well, well. At the very least, you know the warning signs. Uh,
0: well, my cat has been seeing things, <laughs> no. and I did accept sure. some cursed furniture. No. They told me it was cursed on the get go. It was all in right. the post, all so
1: right. I figured, it, you know, God damn it! Dude, like it was all for naught. It was all for naught that we watched all those movies because you learned nothing after a certain point I didn't want to learn that's a good point but yeah uh, Texas chainsaw Massacre, the first still great Mm-hmm. Yeah. highly recommend on the shutter or you know you should have the you should have it on DVD or something
0: yeah and next week we get to listen we get we
1: you get jump, to, to us jump ahead 12 years 12 years into the future of this movie mm-hmm which is uh, what... Uh, 36 years into the past. And I've gone cross-eyed. Dude, I saw some post when, uh, where somebody said, I only like uh, old movies. Oh, so like Lilo and Stitch because that's 20 years old? <laughs> oh, God. That's right, audience. Suffer with me. Suffer with that knowledge that Lilo and Stitch is 20 years old. I mean, it was already weird enough to realize that Josie and the Pussycats
0: is 21.
1: But Oof. Yeah. The the movie. The movie, yeah. The cartoon is much older. No, but, I mean, the movie is <laughs> yeah.
0: the jam. So.
1: <laughs> wow. Oh, God. Oh, okay. okay. God. Oh, God. But, yeah, so, mm. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There will be uh, more Texas Chainsaw Massacre <laughs> <laughs> next week. Uh... What do you think? Uh, what, what, did, how tangy was the barbecue sauce this time around? It was delicious. Yeah. And it was proper Texas barbecue, not
0: that weird uh, mustard-based stuff they got oh, someplace. places. are you
1: bothering? I don't why you
0: even call it barbecue. Yeah. yeah. Not into, I know
1: there's going to be regional fights about it. Mm-hmm. Don't care. I don't like mustard. Yeah, that's fair. Now, tangy and delicious for me as well. And, uh... Until next time, don't be a bitch (laughs) hog.
0: Also, I just had a scary thought. The baby Oscar from Ghostbusters 2 is going to be old enough to run for president in a year. Uh, Wait, two years. uh, Uh, Oh, boy. All right, see you next week.
1: Now is the season of evil. (laughs)
0: If you want to interact with us online, you can check us out on Instagram or Twitter at Amityville Show, or you can send us an email at podcastamityville at gmail.com.